Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Today we're going to be talking about five thyroid lab patterns that are missed by doctors. Obviously, this is important because you might be having these lab patterns which are not picked up and they could be explaining why you're feeling so poorly. So we're going to jump into that in just a second. If you don't know me, I'm Dr. Childs. I'm an internist that specializes in treating thyroid problems, hormone imbalances, and helping with weight loss. So let's jump into our topic today, which is thyroid lab patterns. By the way, if you haven't already um, and you have thyroid problems, be sure to download uh, my free thyroid resources. So I have at least eight different types. You can download that. You can find a li link in the description below because it'll help you understand what's going on with your thyroid. So here's what we have today. I'm going to scoot closer so you can see this. This is going to be a little bit of a, a chart or a diagram here. And let me just explain it before we jump in. Here I have the names of lab tests. So I have TSH, T4, T3, RT3, and antibodies. AB stands for antibodies. So if you need to at any time, I know this is a little bit small, feel free to pause the video to look at it to help determine what's going on um, in your body. Make sure you have your lab test out so you can compare your results here. If I have an arrow up, that means it's high. If I have an arrow down, that means it's low. And if I have a dash right here like this one, that just means it could be, it's just normal. Okay, so that's sort of the legend and the key to understanding what you're seeing here. Now, I'm going to talk about these specific um, patterns that you see, and I'm going to explain what type of scenario they would come up in. And the reason that we obviously need to know this is because, and this is why doctors miss them, by the way, is because most doctors are only ordering the TSH and the T4. And if you see here, there's a lot of dashes, and the dashes means that it could be normal. So it's very possible for you to have these pathological conditions in your body, but if you're not ordering the right tests, you're going to miss them. So you need to understand that all of these tests are important, okay? And I have other videos which talk about their importance. If you're listening to this, you probably know that there are other lab tests beyond the TSH and T4, um, so hopefully you just understand that. But if you don't, make sure you understand that you need to be getting all of these lab tests in order for, for you to paint a clear picture. All right, let's start with the first one. Number one here is sort of the run-of-the-mill standard hypothyroidism, but I'm really calling it early hypothyroidism. And the reason for this is that hypothyroidism exists on a spectrum, Okay, so in the beginning, you're just going to have mild symptoms and they're going to progress constantly until you get worse and worse and worse. All right, and now most patients don't get diagnosed until they're really feeling poorly, but it's possible to catch it early, way in the beginning. And so that's what we're talking about here. So this is early hypothyroidism. People with this condition have a TSH which is mildly elevated, but what you need to understand that the elevation that I'm talking about here is a TSH greater than 2.0 to 2.5. All right, and this is what newer studies show is a more sensitive range for people who are in a hypothyroid state. Now, your doctor is probably going off the old ranges, which is probably greater than 5.5. So you're going to miss a lot of cases of hypothyroidism if you use this old range. So I'm, it's really important that you understand that a TSH greater than 2.5 in the 2.0 to 2.5 range is an early indicator of early hypothyroidism. Now, people who always have this, they might have a, a T4 that's low, although they don't necessarily have to, so it could also just be normal. They might have a T3, which is low, but again, that could also be normal. And then RT3, reverse T3, and antibodies tend to be normal in these patients. So to differentiate, you really need to be focusing on the TSH here. And remember, you're looking for any lab which is greater than 2.0 to 2.5. So again, this is early hypothyroidism, and this assumes, number one, that you are not taking any thyroid medication. So that's the first thyroid lab pattern. Number two is the thyroid lab pattern associated with thyroid conversion issues. All right, if you're not familiar with conversion, what that means is that your body, in order to utilize and, and um, just use thyroid hormone in your body, 
T4 must be activated and converted to T3. If that is not occurring in your body, it doesn't matter what's happening. The T3 is not going to be useful and you're going to feel hypothyroid. You're going to feel crappy. Okay. So you can actually test for this conversion issue by looking at your thyroid lab test. Now, what I want to focus on here is the fact that the TSH is going to be normal. So you can't really use it. The TSH does not give you information about the conversion status in your body. But once you get to T4, T3, and reverse T3, you do. So generally, when people have conversion issues, their T4 may be high, which can be confusing because you might be thinking, oh, well, if my T4 is high, surely that's a good thing. Not in this case because the T4 is getting high and it's not converting to T3, which you'll find is almost always low in this case. In addition, you will also find that your reverse T3 is high. So in your body, instead of taking the T4 and turning to T3, it's turning into reverse T3. That's why it's high here. Now, T4 can be normal. So, you know, don't go, don't live and die by the T4, but you do want to focus on the T3 and the reverse T3. So I'm circling the ones in green are the ones that are really important for this particular issue. So for the early hypothyroidism, TSH is going to play an important role. For the conversion issues, the T3 and the reverse T3 are going to play a more important role. Now, thyroid antibodies, they can be high or low. They don't, it doesn't really matter. People with conversion issues, they can exist whether they have Hashimoto's or not. Yes, you can have Hashimoto's and you can have conversion issues, but you can just be, you know, regular person and have genetic issues causing the conversion issues. So you can't go by antibodies, stick to the T3 and the reverse T3 for this one. Number three is obesity. Okay. So just being overweight can impact your thyroid. Now, this might be confusing for some people as well, because they probably know, well, if you have hypothyroidism, if you have a low thyroid, that can cause weight gain. Absolutely. But just being overweight can also cause thyroid problems. So it's kind of like a, you know, a, a yin and a yang, right? So one causes the other and then the other makes the other worse and that one makes the other worse. So it just sort of spirals out of control. Um, but what I'm focusing on here are those people who have thyroid conditions secondary to the obesity, not those people who have had weight gain as a result of hypothyroidism. Okay. So this, this is a kind of a, a small point, but, but worth mentioning there. So in these individuals, TSH could be low, not, not low outside of the reference range, but less than one. Okay. So it might look like if you just order the TSH, remember if your doctor's just looking at the TSH, they'll be like, Hey, your thyroid looks great. Not necessarily true. So it could be low to normal. T4 tends to be normal. T3 tends to be low. That's the indicator here. So T3 tends to be low and RT3 tends to be high to very high. Okay. And then antibodies, of course, they don't, in this case, it's not important because we're talking about people who have the obesity causing the thyroid problem. So generally it isn't Hashimoto's, although you can be overweight and have it secondary to Hashimoto's. We're not talking about that here. The key you want to focus on is the reverse T3. And this kind of comes down to number four, which is low T3. So as your body gains more and more weight, it's telling your body, especially if you're dieting and doing this sort of calorie restricted diets, your brain is getting the signal that you need to drop your your metabolism. And so the way it does this is by increasing your reverse T3. So this T3 to reverse T3 ratio here, not necessarily the ratio itself, but just the high RT3, the low T3 in the setting of being overweight or, or, or obese, that's a telltale sign that you're having thyroid problems related to your weight. Now I should point out here, this doesn't mean that you need to necessarily be on thyroid medication, but what it does indicate is that the obesity or the weight in your body is negatively impacting your hormones. So if you lost the weight, you know, it's going to be, it might be difficult if you're in this scenario, but there are ways to lose weight. Um, if you lose that weight, this will, might improve naturally. So don't think that just because you have obesity and this is going to apply to low T3 as well, that you automatically have to get treatment because that's not necessarily true. If you do natural treatments to drop your weight, this should, you know, fix itself in the process. So that's number three, obesity. Number four is low T3, sometimes also referred to as euthyroid sick syndrome. Now, again, like obesity, 
this does not necessarily require treatment always. Okay, it kind of depends on what the cause is. People with low T3 can have that condition from chronic inflammation, chronic illness, the use of some prescription medications, and so on. So there are lots of reasons to have low T3. What you need to understand is it's not normal, and it is a problem, and it's probably going to cause your symptoms. But the treatment varies depending on whether you need medication or not. So hopefully that, that makes a little bit of sense. Now, you will see similarities between obesity and low T3, by the way. So here you see that TSH can be you know low to normal and normal. So these kind of are all somewhat similar here. And then you see very a lot of similarities in the T3 and the reverse T3. So it is very similar, and that's because obesity can cause a low T3-like syndrome. But it's also possible that there are many other causes of low T3 outside of obesity. So that's why I've included this on here, even though it looks like there's some similarities. There are. But again, you'll know if you're obese or not, right? So you don't necessarily have to be have to have obesity in order to have the low T3, which is where it's differentiated. And then number five is one that you're all very, very familiar with, hopefully, and that is Hashimoto's. Now, the reason I've included it here is because it is often missed by many, 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 many physicians. In fact, I have had so many patients where I come and I say, hey, have you know, they've been hypo, hypothyroid for 15 years. And I'm like, has anyone checked your antibodies? And the answer is no. So it's like, you know, these patients need to be caught early because you can treat it early. So you always want to be looking at the antibodies. Now, obviously, in the case of Hashimoto's, one of the most important factors is the antibodies. Now, these, what I'm, what I'm pointing out here is that the TSH can be normal, the T4 can be normal or low. And if your doctor's only checking these, they'll have no idea that this is your problem. So that's why I'm mentioning it here. But it does matter because you can absolutely have a normal TSH in the setting of elevated antibodies and both still require medication um, and potentially benefit from natural therapies. So the TSH becomes less reliable in the case of Hashimoto's. So in the case of any elevation antibodies, you cannot trust the TSH alone. So that's really what I want you to understand here. So TSH in the setting of even early Hashimoto's can be normal. T4 can be normal to low. T3 can be normal to low, so you can't really go on these. RT3, normal-ish, normal, normal -ish, generally, doesn't one way or the other doesn't prove that you have Hashimoto's. That's just the way it is. But antibodies are almost always gonna be high in this case. So again, we're talking early Hashimoto's, and the, the reason we care is because you can treat it at this stage. So these, these are the lab patterns that I find that are missed by a lot of physicians. What I want you to do is leave in the comments below where you think you fit into here. So pull out your labs, look at your lab test and think, okay, well, where's my T4? Where's my RT3? Where are my antibodies? And so on. Pause the video if you need to so you can look at these in detail. So you should be able to see these even though it is a little bit small and leave that comment below. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you download my eight free thyroid resources because those are gonna be really helpful and I have a ton of information in those. And otherwise, I will see you guys in the next one.